Hi there, and welcome to another edition of the Ad Agility podcast. And we're doing a mini pod today on agenda shift surveys. And I'm joined by an agenda shift expert, Stephen McKenzie. Thank you, Dan. Who is a fellow agile coach and member of Ad Agility. Um, and I'm Dan Gibson. I'm also an Agile coach and we're going to do a very quick podcast on agenda shift surveys. We're going to go through what is an agenda shift sh- survey, why you might use it. Uh, we'll give you a quick demo of the platform and we'll also give you some hints and tips on what you might do with the results mm-hmm. or what you might get us to do with the results. Absolutely. All right. Okay. Great. So I think some people might not know what a gender shift is. Stephen, <laughs> you know a lot about gender shift, so. I, I do. So I first discovered it as a book uh, written by Mike Burrows. Uh, it's also something you could consider as a community of, of people uh, helping each other and, and developing tools. You can see it as a, a framework for deploying strategies through organisation, for continuous transformation in an organisation, as an engagement framework for um, bringing people together and engaging people in the need for change and in transformation in an organisation. Um, but I guess we see it in our work mainly as a collection of tools and resources that, that we can use, and I guess there are learning resources on the Agenda Shift website as well. But fundamentally, I think it's a, a community led by Mike Burrows. Yep, yep, yep. And um, it's like you say, there's a platform there which has got a load of tools, and the survey is one of them, and that's one of the things we're going to talk about today, isn't it? Yes, so there's a, there's a collection of tools and resources in AgendaShift um, to help you uh, bring people together. The, the survey is a great one, I find, when I'm stepping into a brand new organisation. Yep. And it's clear there is frustration in the organisation. Sure. All through it, you know, at the top you might have leadership with certain frustrations, you might have teams who are very unhappy with the way they're being asked to work or the way they are currently working. And the survey is a great way of... Uh, opening up conversations at all levels through the organisation yep. and then bringing people together to discuss their perspective on what's happening and what could be better, what should be better. Yeah, that's exactly what I've found as well. Brilliant What for what I call a discovery phase. Yeah, You know, you go into a new organisation and you spend a load of time collecting a load of data and it's just one other good data source, isn't it? And it's like you say, you can use it then or you can use it whenever... You need a catalyst for a conversation because it's a good catalyst for a conversation. And and I don't know if we'll be talking about it later. When would you use it? I said we'd often use it when we step into an organisation. We could choose to use it actually when we've been working with an organisation for some time. And we just want to give everyone the chance to step back and reflect. Why would you use an agenda share survey? We would um, be aware of other surveys that exist pre-packaged. They're often based around a particular method so you, you might yeah. have a survey that says how well are you doing Scrum, which yes. might be valid for a particular purpose yeah. in a particular context. If you're doing Scrum, great. If you, yeah, absolutely. So there are many surveys like that. Um, but the nice thing about this is it's methodology agnostic, isn't it? Yeah, so agenda, agenda shift yeah. aims to be um, method methodology neutral. Yeah. Um, and it's based around how well are we able to collaborate together yeah. to serve our customers um, and with that context, it, it doesn't talk in technical language about scrum ceremonies or, yeah. or, or how you're constructing your backlog. It talks about how well are we able to be focused on a customer, how well are we able to collaborate together, how how well are our needs anticipated so we can do a great job. And that, um, that as I said, is relevant up and down the organisation and, and without uh, requiring people to have specialist knowledge about process or technology to answer it. Great. Any other whys in there? 
in in terms of the way that it's an online survey. Yes, we, we're that's not good. constructing our own survey monkey and then trying yeah. to get the results into. No, a good that place. that is it's a real time saver. That was for for me. It's been yeah. a real time saver. And um, I think the ability to un- anonymize the responses, that's mm-hmm. great. The ability to do carve up some of the data with, with tagging, which you'll, you'll, you'll show okay. later. Um, and the fact that actually you can try it out for free if, you've got, if you're have got doing it with a team under 10. Yeah, and free, free is always a okay. <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, the yeah, premium, it, the it, premium edition. Absolutely, as you said, for a single survey with 10 responses yeah. you can get in there you, sh- you should get in there and play with it right because it's very low overhead and it's it's an application it's not a survey application it's uh, the agenda shift survey application so it's yeah. very much focused on um, very quickly helping you to gather those responses and then to facilitate a conversation with people afterwards all, all online great so we, we, we've decided we're going to do an agenda shift survey how do we prep an organization for doing their first survey Right, well, the most important thing is who's going to be involved in the conversation. Yep. And I look to make that as, I'm going to say as broadly, you know, up and down the organisation, as, as broadly across the organisation as possible. Yep. But focused on uh, the people who share a common interest or, or uh, a goal. So, so what are, what, what's this group of people trying to deliver together? Yep. And uh, it, it, um, it serves many purposes getting those people together. It could be just giving people insight into each other's problems, better empathy and understanding about what the problems are. But uh, it helps to have decision makers in the room as well. So if we find some amazing improvement or change that that we should at least try uh, to have the people in the room who say, yeah, go for it. That's really helpful as well. Um, And so get the right people into the room, uh, gather their responses. And then carve out enough of their time to have sensible discussions about it. So as described in the um, Agenda Shift book, this could be a one-day workshop. Yes. Uh, going from um, you know, the conversation around what obstacles are in our way, coaching people on how to explore those obstacles and, and the, the series of smaller outcomes that we'd like to work towards, and then a plan for change. Sure. The, the, the quick wins, the things that might take a little bit longer should be run as an experiment. You know, I think this is going to be a benefit, but we, we should measure something to be sure it is and then more strategic uh, change plans to, to be taken forward if, so if that, an organization just just one thing if an organization didn't think it had a day to devote to this um, could they spread the uh, review of it over several sessions do you think so we've been working virtually yep. a lot and since we started taking our work online I can't I can't imagine taking a day of anyone's time. No, so, yeah, not, every, not online. <laughs> no, no. So everything is in 90-minute yeah. blocks. And actually, yeah, yeah, a lot yeah. of the organisations that we step into, um, thinking about what can we lead people through in 90 minutes yeah. is a much more agreeable, sustainable way to work with the organisation. And, and it's helpful for them to think, OK, 90 minutes, we, we can get people for that time. And also to think about, but we'll want that regular commitment every couple of weeks or okay. every week. So that that's my preferred way to do it. And I have taken a survey debrief and condensed all of that into 90 minutes. And that's about the smallest time box that I feel has been effective. Okay. Okay. We, we, we might talk at the end um, about just focusing on a small part of the survey. Um, and, yes. and doing that in a much smaller time box, perhaps as a single team retrospective, which is not what, what it was designed for, but actually is a lot of fun as well so we'll touch on that at the end 
Great. Um, so I guess it's be time to have a look at the platform now. Yeah. So we won't go into it in detail. In many ways, it's quite intuitive to use, uh, but there are many mistakes you will make the first couple of times you try uh, to bring teams together to talk about this. So tip one, practice your facilitation with a friendly crowd of people or call in um, somebody just to facilitate this for your organisation that will let you participate much more effectively in it as well. So what we've done here is we have created an assessment. We're, we're paid partners, so we can create as many assessments as we need. We've created uh, an assessment for OrgX. We've got uh, Product X within that organization. We're bringing people together to talk about the development and delivery of that product. So the first choice that you, well, the second choice you need to make after you've found your um, group of participants is, should we use the long version of the survey or the short version of the survey? My preference is to be using the short version of the survey, which is the version that you get in the free accounts. My preference too. Um, yeah. So let's, uh, first of all, uh, we can uh, create the survey. We'll get a link to share. So we're not going to be sharing around Excel spreadsheets or anything like that. We get uh, a link and what, uh, what the link enables people to do, we'll have a look, it enables them to submit responses. They don't have to give their names, so we'll see that in a second. But it can often be useful to tag to a particular team or role. So often um, I might uh, have a leadership tag, I might have a uh, delivery team tag, Yeah. for example. And um, if I'm working where there are people in different specialisations, you can imagine you might have a dev tag and uh, a QA tag. Okay, And you can see that it's created a, a URL with all of those tags here, Leadership, Delivery, Dev, QA. And what I do is I just copy that link onto my clipboard. And what I would normally do is just paste it into Notepad. And when I'm sending it to those people who are delivery focused, I would take out the uh, the leadership tag. Yep. You can have more than one tag in there. So if I had uh, uh, Delivery Devs, um, let's yep. just uh, paste this into a new tab so you can see what I'm looking at. So I'm going to do Copy Link. New tab, and just we're looking at the address bar at the top of the screen here. Uh, imagine I've got somebody in the delivery team in the QA role. Uh, so I would uh, take out that leadership, take out, and, and then I would paste this into uh, an, uh, an email. Email, yeah, yeah. It's, I've, I've done that um, for particular scrum teams in the last organisation I worked with, so, so that they could use the feedback themselves for their own retros afterwards. Yeah. So it's really useful, that feature. Yeah, and there is um, a debrief link you can send people afterwards, and that's taken me straight into the very first page of the survey. Now, first of all, top tip, I used to email it around. Right. And I would always be surprised by the number of people who swore blind that they had never seen the survey link. Yeah. The number of people who said, oh, I remember the survey, but I can't remember what I put. Right. And the number of people who had filled in the first part of the survey, which is the questions, but not filled in the very important final piece, which, which is the stars, which is to highlight those prompts yeah, 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 that, yeah. Uh, that they found <laughs> most relevant to their work. So actually, that's top tip <laughs> number one. We, um, the way we work, we would, because it takes five minutes to fill this in, we would bring people together in an online meeting or in um, yeah, an online meeting to fill in the survey together. People can clarify anything that doesn't make sense then, and they. Um, can uh, be reminded to fill in those parts that they might miss at the end. 
Brilliant. So sometimes I do that the day before the debrief, uh, but actually these days I just have a single 90-minute session. Everyone arrives at the debrief and say, hey, welcome everyone. We've just got a small job to do before we get going. But this is the first thing that people are confronted with, so let's uh, go through here very quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've come in here and we've seen that uh, we are about to be asked for our opinion of uh, our work related to 18 different prompts. Now each prompt, it's not really a question, it's just asking for our observation, and each prompt represents an ideal way of working. Um, And those are organized in the six categories here. We've got transparency, balance, collaboration, customer focus, flow, and leadership. And one of the very first things I say to people right there is, you're not going to be asked to rate your manager. That's not what this is about. (laughs) it's, It's more about how well are we able to show leadership yep. in balancing our work or, or How taking leadership yeah. permeates throughout the whole That's right. organization, throughout the whole hierarchy of the yes, organization? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so this is what we what uh, the participants see straight away. So um, there's no next button actually, which is sometimes a point of confusion. But the the kind of obvious button, bottom right, uh, with the arrow pointing to the right, uh, is inviting us to click, and we see our first set of questions. So. Again, very easy to ignore the the box there, but it's asking, it's it's offering the advice uh, on what the numbers mean. So, um, does one mean the absolute best or the absolute not best? Right? So, yeah, important <laughs> differentiator yeah. to make. Yeah, <laughs> and that's something else. If, if I just emailed out this link, you occasionally have people say, "Ah, oh, I've done it wrong. I've done it right. exactly wrong." <laughs> so, <laughs> another reason. Just that could skew the results. Right. Yeah, it, it, it will. <laughs> Uh, when we look at the uh, debrief, we'll see why it maybe doesn't skew them as badly as you'd you'd worry. So uh, one means barely started, little evidence of seeing this, if at all, and four means nailing it consistently, firmly established, widely and consistently evident. But it's really interesting to highlight two points. There is no 2.5 option for people here. They have to be slightly good or or yeah, or they have to. They bad. have to. They can't sit on the fence. No, there's right. no. Yeah, so there's no fence to sit on. Yep. You have to fall one side or another, Great. even if you're clinging to it as much as you can. Um, and the other is barely started. Doesn't mean you never ever see it, right? So it, it shouldn't be impossible for anyone to say, "I see this as a one." Mm. We say, "Yeah, I've seen it sometimes," but actually, we we really don't have this. Yeah. Uh, whereas the four is, yeah, we we're pretty good at this, and it really is an exception when we don't see it. Yeah. So, which I think is, you know, any survey you're setting up. It's great, great advice. Right, so we see our first three prompts are in the topic of transparency. Our work, its status, and where it is in our process is easily visible to everyone interested. And there might be some clarification, people talking about what work do you mean here? So if somebody is on a a team of specialists that work across several products, uh, we would ask them to focus on the particular product that was the focus of, of this particular session. We can always see what work is coming next, about visibility, and we can always see what work is blocked and why. So if there's an assumption outside of our team that work is proceeding, uh, is that a valid assumption based on visibility of the work or or not? Yeah, so so that's that's transparency. And should we have a brief look at some of the other categories? Yeah, so we won't go into the same detail and read them all out. Oh, it's a key point here. I can uh, choose not to give an opinion if it's completely irrelevant. Yeah, I would always in- encourage people to give an opinion because the questions are worded such that it really should be relevant yeah, if sure. we're employed in this organisation, right? 
focusing on finishing work before starting new work, balance questions, collaboration. Our delivery process encourages collaboration across roles and specialities. Uh, customer focus, we're prioritizing to increase our impact, impact on our shared goals. We're incorporating customer feedback, great stuff. Flow, uh, we can predict with reasonable confidence how long it will take to deliver work of a typical com complexity. Flow, uh, well, we said earlier, didn't we, that this is uh, process neutral. Flow highlights the heritage yeah. of this as a, in the as a, as a, as a Kanban heritage, but... Hey, who doesn't need flow? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and this is a point where people will say, "Flow, what's that about?" And yeah, and then 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 it's your chance to explain. Yeah, to educate the survey. people. Yeah. Actually, so, so, which and, is which is why your method of being there while people are filling in the survey is actually quite helpful. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so so and actually talking about this technical Kanban language that's, that's crept in here, a lean language perhaps. Um, when you set up your survey, you've got the choice of two versions of English. Okay. Uh, you've got English uh, uh, or simplified English. Okay. And often we see simplified English as helpful for people speaking English as a second language. Um, but this is our top tip number two. Always choose English simplified because it's also stripped out some of those complex some jargon uh, process stuff. Okay, jargons. right. Yeah. Good. Um, so it's flow. And then into leadership, yep. which is the one that often people are a little worried about. But as you see here, it really is about how well am I able to step up and Show sure. leadership where I can. We all share responsibility for how our work, how we work, and how our work is organised. We recognise improvement areas and we take action. We follow through. Yep. We strike an appropriate balance between meeting customer needs and improving our delivery process. This is not rate yeah. by manager. This is <laughs> three hundred and sixty degree. Yeah, these are important management's responsibilities. <laughs> right? but, yeah, they are, so, but it's everybody's yeah. responsibility yeah. as well. Yeah, absolutely. So at this point, section six finished all these. So I, I might have um, given my. Um, opinion of working at Agility, which is a great place to work, obviously. Uh, if I, I can actually delete those if people say, no, yeah, no, I really want sure. to remove, so these little X's are down there. But the the final uh, before you go here, it it's gives not, you a summary. Yeah, it gives you a summary of what you've said, just so you can look in total. But for me, the most important part here is the little stars here. And I'd ask people to just, as you're reviewing your responses, I want you to highlight those prompts, which really seem relevant to the work that we're doing. Together. Right. And and the, and the purpose of that is to uh, uh, for the highlight the important conversation areas afterwards. Yep. That's right, because yep. we're going to facilitate a debrief and we're going to get people talking about this and we don't want, as a facilitator, to be focusing on stuff that you know, might be very weak in this organisation, but actually most people feel not relevant and they, they understand it's not, not the most important thing for them to be talking about right now. Great, so we've got the summary of the replies, the answers that you've given and your chance to put stars against the yep. areas you want to highlight. Is there anything else the respondent has to do or is that it? The, the, the job there of um, giving their input is mainly done. Uh, just to point out that I think it suggests that six stars is an appropriate number for each person. Yep. Um, and the UI doesn't enforce that, but it will tell me if I try to put okay. an extra one. It says, oh, warning, are you sure you want to put that one in? <laughs> well, yeah, why not? Because I'm... I might genuinely, yeah. passionately not be able to um, avoid putting that extra star on. And that's important, right? And it's okay. not going to slow down our facilitation. Great. Uh, and there we go. I've finished. So Finished, all finished, done, and dusted. Nice, thank you. Yep. And uh, there's a participant. My job is done. And then as a facilitator, our job starts. Great. 
So everybody's completed the survey and now we want to see the results so that we can do something with them. Yeah, so, so let's have a look. As a facilitator, head back to your uh, survey landing page or, or what's um, in agenda called uh, your context yep. and your, the surveys that you've created inside your context. And underneath the links for people to uh, complete the survey, we find uh, two, uh, well, in fact, five different ways of debriefing. Uh, typically, there's compact, minimum viable debrief. I yep. typically use compact. If you're in a room with people, it can be helpful to print out handouts, which give the aggregate uh, responses as well. And then the longer ones I rarely read uh, or, or use these days, but uh, that can be just useful while you're exploring the different results within the survey. So if I was in a room with people or I was online, I would use the compact debrief and we can uh, click through and take a look at what tools are used. Remembering uh, that this is all about facilitation and uh, uh, facilitating conversations between colleagues. Okay, so here we are in the debrief and the contents shows you that we've got eight sections. The first seven are presenting the aggregate data and the final one are some notes about the format of presentation which can be useful if you're, you or, or one of your attendees are interested in the, the statistics of the presentation. Yeah. Now the first two we'll go through really quickly. Um, you can either click on the link or you can click on uh, next or you can use page up, page down. And if you have a presentation clicker, actually, uh, magically, that will oh. navigate you through. So you can be standing at the front of the Magic. Room. So let's pretend we've got our presentation clicker, but I'll just be clicking right there. Uh, this one, really just to help people recognize their own responses against their colleagues, but uh, you can see the, the transparency, balance, collaboration, and so on. All those sections represented. It might be interesting to talk about whether you're working with a generally quite positive group of people, threes and fours, or mm -hmm. mainly ones and twos. And you'll find some organisations threes and fours, some organisations are ones and twos. Always helpful to remind people there's still room for improvement here. Yep. Um, and uh, it, it doesn't make much difference to the debrief that you're about to have. No, because so you're comparing one area against another aren't yeah. you it's just it's not it's not an overall score success score is it not at all and you're setting up conversations so what you recognize here is you've got some fours you've got some ones right so they're very different perspectives <laughs> on, yeah. on certain prompts so we don't we don't encourage conversation around this at all it's just recognize where your responses uh, fell and then then these bar charts are not used again but we go to a slider um, form of presentation so just looking at transparency imagine we were looking down on the top of that bar chart uh, you can see a, a different presentation of exactly the same data we can see a circle representing um, an average, I'm going to say an average because it's not the mean average of everything, mm -hmm. and the two bars behind the blue bar and the grey bar representing ranges. Right. Now, uh, the the uh, the circles are coloured as well, and you can see some of them have a skew. So this is top tip number three. Top tip number three. Uh, we would come up here and uh, include, exclude, compare. I don't want comparisons. This is the first time I've done this survey, so I don't have a baseline and I don't want it compared to the gender shift machine learning model okay. because I don't understand the value of it. So okay. I'm just going to make that change Great. and then we would come in here. Right. And I would probably have done that before I show okay. the results to people because I don't want that to be a conversation. Yeah, yeah, sure. So uh, the, the, the numbers in the white squares are the interquartile means. So we've thrown away the bottom and the top. So you brought up a, a great uh, point earlier, which is if somebody has... Um, accidentally misunderstood the results and put one as their, their absolute highest, by throwing away those outliers, that doesn't skew 
the results that yep. we're going to be talking okay. about together. So that's helpful. And then these sliders, again, that's just looking down on those bar charts with an indication of the range. And again, we don't talk about the categories. They're too coarse. There's, there's not enough space. Yep. Although sometimes they say, oh, wow, you know, transparency is pretty good here. Or, God, yeah, that's it. You know, this is the problem. I keep talking about transparency is so low. They might sure. say that. But this isn't where the conversation yeah, lies. Yeah, yeah. And so click on our uh, little um, clicker. Yep. We, we come through. Now, uh, categories and prompts with the narrowest spread of scores. Here we see the individual prompts are now shown with the, um, with the responses for just that prompt, and this is where it starts to get more yeah. interesting. But still, I wouldn't pause here for much conversation because categories and prompts with the narrowest spread of scores, that's just the stuff that everyone agrees on. That's yep. not necessarily interesting. So I would, again, just helping people feel confident that they recognize their workplace. Here. Sure, sure, sure. Strongest categories and prompts, well, it's good to feel good, right? This is yeah. the stuff we're doing really well. Yeah, yeah a little opportunity for people to congratulate themselves. We're awesome at, well, whatever that is. Meeting regularly. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Double-edged sword, that one, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, okay. Yeah, it's good to talk. All right. <laughs> so you've got the strongest there, and then I guess the most important bit. Weakest. Weakest. And it can be the most important. I, I think there are three categories, these uh, next three that we're going to talk about here. Yeah. The weakest categories, um, the way we... The way we facilitate the conversations, we would have people in table groups and yep. we would have um, organised people to be sitting in the teams that they normally work sure. together. Yep. So it could be that we offer this as an opportunity for people to discuss and I would often take the top one here, the thing that we're weakest at, and I would guide a conversation with the whole room working within their table groups to talk about this prompt. So. But I would be careful as a facilitator because I'd be mindful of the stars that you see on the right-hand side. Yep. So you can see the weakest prompts here do have six, seven, eight stars you know, each on them. Yeah. But, you know, there's, there's this 3.1 that's got six stars. That's, that's quite a lot of stars right down at the bottom there. So it's not shown up as the weakest. So I might facilitate a conversation here. Okay. So I like to go through this process. I like to ask people to tell a story about a piece of work that they were doing recently that people in the room might be familiar with. Make sure. it absolutely concrete. We strike an appropriate balance between meeting customer needs, improving our delivery process, and developing new capabilities. Share a story about where we just couldn't do that. Yes. And there'll be maybe a story per table. So if you've got a team sitting together, they might share something that they absolutely recognize, and that's great. Okay. And you might have the leadership with something that they were frustrated with. You get the, the, the leadership ideally as a group of people talking about something that they felt frustration over, based on this observation. And uh, then, within still within those teams as a facilitator, you ask, okay, now, could you talk about what was it that stopped you doing that? What would you have preferred to be happening? And, and we, the, with this language, we, we flip that negative thinking around into a positive thinking. What should we be doing? Could we do, be doing more of? Yes. And as, as, and it's a completely different tool, which we're not going to touch on in this session, but Agenda Shift also offers you the, uh, the clean language questions, which help you right, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. get the sequence of outcomes that would work towards being able to strike a better balance between meeting customer needs, improving delivery process, and developing new capabilities. So okay. that's something I do as a facilitator. The first time I encourage conversation is on this one. Yep. 
but I don't push people into their table groups yet. People are welcome to come back later in, in the sessions that we organise to, to pick these prompts, different prompts to go into deeper. Next section, categories and prompts with the widest spread of scores. I love this because it, it, this is where the conversation is, right? You've got people with a perspective that this, you know, we're doing really well. We incorporate customer feedback in our work throughout the delivery process. People on this in this particular Product X team have uh, said, yeah, yeah, I'm doing really well here, given that a four. And there's people who've got a, a perspective that says, we're not doing that. Now, as a facilitator, I'm slightly nervous because we've only got three stars on that one. Mm -hmm. uh, but you, you see that we've got a widespread of scores and a very high number of stars on that one with okay. as well. So, again, I might take this as the first opportunity to throw people into table groups to discuss amongst themselves in the same yeah. pattern. But I have learned, especially if you're using the clean language questions, you can't do enough demos. So I, I'd probably pick one of these to discuss and lead them through that process in sure. the table groups. And then the final one is where... Um, I feel you often get most value for an organisation, the most starred products. Yeah, sure. It's what people want to talk about. Yeah, and you see the Product X team here. They've got a reasonably wide spread of scores uh, as well as the, the, the highlights. But here, I would, um, I would ask the teams to break out and start to have that discussion in the same format that we've been doing together previously, mm -hmm. uh, using post-it notes to capture their responses. And what we're aiming for in, in our facilitation of this is a particular prompt, the obstacles to us meeting that prompt, and then the, the outcomes that we'd like to be working towards to overcome those, that, that, those that, that one or more obstacles. Okay. Um, so that, that's the survey uh, debrief, and let's just step through. You've got most stars, and then finally the little notes um, explaining in detail what the, the colours and the sliders mean. Brilliant. Okay, great. So um, we've had a look at the results of the of the survey, and 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 you've given us some tips on what you might do with those results uh, during during our conversation. There, uh, can you give us a bit more detail on on how you facilitate one of these sessions? Yeah. So all through we're, we're facilitating conversations we're asking teams to capture their insights uh, and it's uh, in this session and let's go to one of the virtual boards or one part of the virtual board yeah in this session we would be looking for each important prompt that the team has highlighted and chosen to talk about yeah. whether or not it was a starred one or whether or not it's one that they identified in the session from any of those other sections mm -hmm. um, what we're looking for is for that particular ideal what obstacles are in our way, and so what outcomes should we be working towards to avoid that in the future, to, to, to transform our work into more effective collaboration and serving of customers, right? In the sessions that we do with our teams yep. and the organisations we're working with, for each prompt, we look for quick wins, interesting experiments, which seem like good ideas, but we should be open to them not being as effective and, and helpful as we expected so we call those interesting experiments mm -hmm. we commit to trying them and coming back and validating yep. that we had the the outcome the improvement that we we're hoping and then there might be bigger business themes that come up through the conversations and okay. that's something that the organization with the support of leadership right down through the organization needs to plan to change and so uh, you know obstacle hard to identify expertise um, within and uh, between our teams 
that's an, an obstacle that came out of discussion in product X from um, uh, we can predict with re reasonable complexity how long it will take. So we use that format in our facilitation to come yeah. up with many ideas for the probably four or five or six prompts that have been chosen for discussion okay. um, in, in the session. Great. Okay, well, th th thanks for showing us all that, Stephen. Um, you know, uh, it's been a really useful session. I think it'd be useful for anybody who wants to get into agenda shift surveys. We've shown you the agenda shift platform, how to use it, what you might do with the results. Um, if you want help with agenda shift surveys, get in contact. Get in contact with us on LinkedIn on our Ad Agility page or, or direct message myself, Dan Gibson. Um, and uh, we look forward to seeing you in the next episode.